Well, New Year's resolutions, they generally come up in churches at this time of the year. As some people consider them, perhaps you might have given up on them. Uh, perhaps you've had given up on them in the past, but you're, you're just prepared to come back to them again. This morning, uh, we have had a bit of a time of reflection and uh, a ref- perhaps a reflective service. And uh, unsurprisingly, as God knits all things together, we're going to continue in that vein this morning as we just take a chance to stop and reflect with God. And perhaps to uh, use less of our words and to just dwell more with his words and let his spirit speak to us where he would will it this morning. But we will get there. Hopefully we can uh, get a bit of openness of heart in preparation to God speaking to us. And so I want to ask for a little bit of boldness this morning. Perhaps are you willing to admit... I have had some unsuccessful New Year's resolutions in the past. Put your hand up if you go, yes, I've made some resolutions about the year to come in the past and it has not happened. Okay, that's not the bold part. Who's willing to share what one of those unsuccessful resolutions was? Karen? Stop biting your nails. Oh, holla, I've been there, yes. Oh, it's a tough one. Anyone else willing to share? Normally around fabulous exercise regimes. <laughs> no, fabulous exercise. You don't deal with those non-fabulous uh, hard-working ones, you're just a fabulous exercise routine. No, but the expectations. <laughs> yes, yeah, Katrina, what was yours? Join a gym and actually go. Join a gym and actually go. It's actually quite funny that we end up giving these fabulous gifts to gyms at this stage where we give them this money for nothing and we don't turn up and do anything about it. What generosity in our hearts. I've been there. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll admit I've had some failed ones. I think uh, most of the most failed ones probably related to um, exercise or weight. Um, perhaps some other popular ones might be I want to work less. Not necessarily work less of the hours my job asks me to do, but uh, work less of the extra hours I'm asked to do. Or perhaps I'm driven to, out of my personal desire, to achieve well for my job. Um, another one might be simply spend more time with the kids. I don't know whether that is successful for you or not. I would also like to hear some successful New Year's resolutions because I don't want these things to go by the wayside. Oh, they've been successful. And you just forget about them as like, because I think we more often forget our failures than we do our successes. And we need to remember those things to continually praise God for, to be thankful for that we've had the conviction to stick to. What have you succeeded in New Year's resolutions? Patty. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So for those who didn't hear, dividing um her, her journal into prayer and praise and, and to, you know, dedicate some time to both those things and, and keep it that's fantastic, Patty. Anyone else? Mm. I've I've made a resolution for this year. Um 
a matter of resolution to take a few steps back on the compromises that I've made in some areas in the past. Um, I, I, I'm going to share them with you this morning just so you have a bit of an idea, but, but by no means am I standing up here and going, well, if you don't do the things that I'm saying I'm going to do, I'm not holding it against anyone, okay? Don't, don't think that for a second. Um, but I was really challenged recently uh, going into a supermarket. Um, the, the, the supermarket out at Millers Road, they've got, uh, you've heard stuff on the news about like, oh, they've got this new technology and they've got these really long checkouts where you can, like, like Audi, put stuff on the conveyor belt, but you just do it all yourself. And I felt really challenged because when the self-service stuff first came in, I was like, I'm not, I'm not using them. I, I, I don't care what they tell me about, like, extra jobs in the background. Now, I, 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 want, I want to deal with a person. I want to have opportunity for a relationship, even if it's just a, 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 a simple hello, goodbye. But, but I want to be able to come, you know, next week to be served by the same person. Served by, I want the relationship there. And, and I didn't use those things for I don't know how long but I've been using them for I don't know how long as well. And uh, for me personally, for my own integrity, and my integrity doesn't get cast onto you, you've got your own convictions and choices, but for my own integrity I've gone, you know what, doesn't matter if I'm grabbing something on the way to church in the morning and I don't have much time and I need to get here because I still need to do this and this and this. I'm going to stand at that one checkout that has a person and I'm going to wait in that line and I'm going to, you know, because because my I'm, I'm disappointed in the, the conviction that I've let slip for myself. Um, I've been much better in a second conviction, which, which I've been better at not compromising, but I've had my moments. And that's around the $1 milk. You know, coming from, from a regional rural area um, and hearing the plight from many people, for a very long time, been really pleased that I've I've paid a truckload for the milk that I've had to buy. You know, it's pretty easy to walk in and go, you know what, I'll just get that one dollar. But I've just decided in myself, you know what, I want to I want to I want to make sure every single time I'm paying extra money for my milk. That's that's for me. And I want to encourage you this morning uh, as we have an opportunity to reflect. And, and to think about what is God saying to you? Not what is God saying to Jono and putting on to everyone else, because that is not the case, but what is God saying to you? Where is his spirit speaking to you this morning as we reflect on our year? What is the conviction that God wants to put on your heart so that this year not everything is the same, so that we would find ourselves in closer relationship with God through his prompting, through his leading? So I want to encourage you in that this morning. Often in the scriptures, when when God wanted, when Jesus wanted to encourage change in the people around him, he spoke in parables. Now, one of the beauty things about the parables is they were common day stories. There were stories that, you know, Jesus, of course, uh, quoted scripture many times, but, but often he, he used parables where he didn't, you know, use, use an example from the Old Testament, but he just used, the, hey, you know, the farmer's out in that field. Think about it this way. And he taught in a way that they could understand and relate to really easily. And it's beautiful with the parables because we can still understand those parables for what they meant and, and we can use them in our 
day to day. But there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful vagueness in some of the parables that sometimes they're very specific in the purpose that, that they want to meet. And sometimes there's a bit more room for God to move and speak. Reason I mention this is because our new series this um, this year, this uh, the, this week going forth, we're looking at somebody's like us, and we're taking the opportunity through till February to have a look at some people in the Bible, some people perhaps who did some amazing things, some people perhaps whose names don't even get a mention. But the role they played was still vital. Perhaps those people that we would just gloss over would turn the page and we wouldn't even think twice about. Thinking about the people who are somebody's like us. That we sit there and sometimes we might read about a David or we might read about a Paul or a Peter who's willing to, to be crucified upside down and we think, wow, like if only I could be like them. But time and time again in the Bible, God uses people who perhaps in themselves wouldn't consider themselves anything special or great. But what made them great was their willingness to let God move through them, let God use them. And so we're going to be looking uh, in different degrees at people in the Bible who are somebodies, but they are somebodies just like us. People who are prepared to listen and move with God. Before we do go any further, I, I forgot this the other week. We have a little bit of a respite for our kids this morning. And, and Karen is going to come around. If you guys would like something just to get yourself through boring Jono, then you can uh, enjoy one of our treats here, okay? So this morning, as we look at somebody's like us, we're going to just start with the prodigal son as we finish this year. The prodigal son is perhaps one of the most well-known Bible uh, parables. Might be one of the well, most well-known stories in the Bible that even uh, people outside of the church like the Good Samaritan, people could refer to a prodigal son or you could refer to a prodigal son and they would have an idea of what you're talking about. And so I want to encourage you this morning, perhaps, as we look at a, a scripture which you may have heard and read so many times before. You're challenged to be ready to hear something from God. Something new from God perhaps you haven't heard before. I'm not going to try and add too much in here we're going to let the scriptures do the teaching this morning. So we're going to read through it. And afterwards, we're just going to consider some of the people that we find in the story of the prodigal son. And I'm going to ask a few questions. And maybe some of the questions will be for you this morning. Perhaps some of the other questions will be for you this morning. I want to encourage you, may your heart... And the prayer of your heart be for God to speak to you today. So we're going to pick it up in Luke. Let's read together. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. 
The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began, began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the, pig, that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you killed the fattened calf for him. My son, my fa the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So who are you this morning? Are you the father or the parent in the story? Do you perhaps need to be prepared to let go? To give the freedom to the child? To let them live and stand in their own choices? So that if they make the wrong choices, they are still able to return? 
do you need to be the parent that is standing there always prepared, waiting for the child and prepared to run, not just see them home, but to run to them in anticipation with open arms, acceptance and love. To not still hold on to their mistakes, but to celebrate with them as they return home. This morning, are you the returning son? Are you the child that perhaps has known faith, known the goodness of our God, but in our own choices wandered away? Perhaps you're in that place of tragedy, of disappointment, of sorrow, where you need to have that reminder that the son has in this story. That even the servants of my father, even the lowly in the kingdom of God have it better than I right now. Do you need to be reminded that he is always loving and his arms are always open and that you always find home in him? That perhaps now as we look into a new year, it is the time to start that journey to return to the father's arms. Are you perhaps this morning the other brother, the one who is watching on, the one who has been faithful, reliable, always sowing in, knowing exactly where they are and being content in that? But as we see here, we can be filled with bitterness in that time. Are we the ones that who have been faithful and true, who need to be prepared to open up our hearts to those who haven't, to take away that critical heart that holds us back from being loving, from being open, that critical heart that stops us from reconciliation, that critical heart that is more focused on what we have done instead of seeing the goodness of God offered to others. Do we need to cast off a little bit of resentment? Perhaps we are like the brother, where we are focused on good things, you know, things that are worth something, but we've taken our eyes off the most important thing, the most important thing, as the Father says here, we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Do you find yourself in the spot where perhaps we need to cast away the unnecessary extra things and come back to what God values most? It's not just relationship with you and I, but it's relationship with each one of us. Every single one. What do we need to take away as a barrier for people to come to Christ?
So we're going to pray. I want to encourage you to sit in these questions. Perhaps in different parts of your life, you might be a different person in this story. Perhaps one of these people, specifically just one, is you. I want to leave some space for you to have the conversation you need to have with God this morning so that we would find ourselves walking with our Father, dining with our Father, living with our Father and doing as our Father does this year as it comes anew. Let us find a space to be anew in Him. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Speak through your word and speak to us now. Help us set aside our pride, Lord. Bring us to our knees in humility if you must. Lord, refresh our hearts. Make us new. May we find ourselves back in stride with you, Christ. And Lord, turn us in the direction that we would be facing your cross. Lord, for the ways we have strayed, Lord, or whether, Lord, whether it be in choices that took us far from you, or oh God, things we've harboured that have just taken us one step to the side of where you are. Lord, no matter what it is, Father, any sin, no matter how big or small, God, it separates us from you. And God, may we find ourselves in a place where we've come back to you this morning, where we're ready to start a new year with you, Lord, where there would be no separation between us and you, Christ. Lord, thank you wherever we find ourselves, Lord. We are only one choice back to being reunited to you. And Lord, as you speak through your word, as you find us where we are, Lord, may our hearts be turned back to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.